Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Porn and Capitalism. I'm here in Oklahoma City. Uh, I'm at Bricktown Comedy Club this weekend. Did two shows last night with headliner Jay Reed. Genevieve hosted the shows last night. Then we went out partying. Gnarly, gnarly partying. At midnight in Oklahoma last night, going into May 1st, the mask ban got lifted. And we went out to a club, and nobody was giving a shit. It was awesome. It was beautiful. It was beautiful to see people out living life. It was beautiful to see people out there just doing it, you know, twerking, dancing, just being alive. You know what I'm saying? It felt good. Did we spread COVID? Who knows? Who fucking cares at this point? You know what I'm saying? We were out there living. And uh, we went to a cool club. 115 was the name of the club. And they closed at 145, kicked everyone out, got to smoke weed in there. That was cool, in a little back room, a little back smoking room, a little bit of Oklahoma shit. Oklahoma is like the only state where it's medical, but it's basically just legal. Nobody gives a shit. It's a very cool place. I like being here, man. I like coming to Oklahoma. Last minute gig. You know, sometimes you got to take those last minute gigs. Sometimes you got to go where the money is. Sometimes you got to go where the opportunity is. And sometimes those are both the same thing. Um, Drove up here. Drove all the way from Austin up to Oklahoma. Through this beautiful country, man. And it uh, it was great. I was smoking menthol cigarettes the entire time. Because that's a delicacy now. Menthol cigarettes are going to be illegal. You can smoke weed, but no menthol cigarettes. What if I want a menthol spliff? Also heard they're gonna get rid of flavored cigars. You getting rid of my blunts, dude? Biden's gonna get rid of blunts. This is this has gone too far. You're getting rid of my blunts, my flavored blunts. My favorite part of the day. You're gonna get rid of that. You know how hard it is to roll a blunt with a fucking black and mild. If that's all that's left, we're fucked. All right. If all you can get is a black and mild, we are fucked just doesn't make any sense it's like dude you said you were gonna legalize weed and it's like actually we need to we need to take care of this business first you know what i'm saying we need to take care of the menthol cigarette problem where was that i never saw that in the campaigns did anyone see that in the campaigns anybody nobody did nobody saw that in the campaigns because you can't campaign on banning menthol cigarettes and expect people to vote for you it's impossible it's like being the kid who runs for class president. He's like, actually, we're going to only do zero sugar options. Every kid's going to be like, go fuck yourself. I want some candy, by the way. I got some candy. Bricktown Comedy Club. Best green room in the game. Right up there with uh, Comedy and Magic Club in LA. They just got candy. Mad candy. When are they going to ban candy? When are you going to, hey, hey, when are you going to ban a king-sized crunch? When are you going to do that, huh? When are you going to take away my crunch bar? When is that going to happen? When are you going to do me like that? It's just, it's like, is that helping banning menthol cigarettes? Is that really going to help? Are they that much worse for you? That's a legit question. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't think Biden knows either. I don't think he he knows if... uh, if menthol cigarettes are already worse for you than anything else. You, just, you know what? I think if we ban these, we can do exactly what my 94 crime bill did. 
we can put black people in jail. And I think that's all Joe Biden really wants to do, put black people in jail. And Kamala Harris wants to put anyone in jail. She doesn't discriminate. She wants to put anyone in there. So menthol cigarettes are gone forever, for the rest of forever. No more menthol cigarettes, which is sad. I used to smoke these Korean cigarettes in college that uh, they were kind of menthol, but they were kind of just really skinny Korean cigarettes. This guy named Frank Park, who was an old character, he used to basically scam Amazon. He would order shit, and then he would say that it never came, even though it did, and then he would sell the merchandise and get the refund. He was a genius, all right? I'm just saying, Korea's smartest man was Frank Park. And uh, he drove a Jaguar that didn't go, that didn't work. But he had these little skinny cigarettes that had a little, little ball in them that you would crack, and they had a little little bit of a minty flavor. They weren't overwhelmingly menthol, okay? But they were an Asian version of menthol. And it was uh, yeah, the good old days. The good old days. I did buy a Jewel. I made uh, made the mistake of buying a Jewel. And uh, first night, I left it in my pants. And then it got washed in the washing machine. And then I had to go buy another one. So, um Jewel Company, you're making money off me. You are making money off me right, right now. And we're back. Little disturbance. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, I went on an anti-women tirade on my other podcast earlier this week. And I want to say for the record, I didn't mean any of it. I was just venting. Sometimes you have to vent. Sometimes you have to get things off your chest. You know, a podcast can be a great platform for that. Some people do therapy. That's cool too. Whatever works, but you got to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? You leave it bottled in too long and then you do some crazy shit. I am in Oklahoma City, the home of Timothy McVeigh, right? Everybody remembers Timothy McVeigh, except unless you don't remember Timothy McVeigh, then who gives a fuck? He was the number one domestic terrorist in U.S. history. Blew up the Oklahoma City Federal Building in response to the Waco incident and the Ruby Ridge incident, and he got the death penalty in Indiana, right? Cops do kill white guys. They just do it at Terre Haute in Indiana, all right? But it's it's cool being in Oklahoma City, in the city of legends like Kevin Durant and Timothy McVeigh. I mean, some legends right there, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the NFL draft happened this week. That's always very exciting, the NFL Draft. The NFL Draft is one of the most overhyped events, I think, in sports. It's like they just fucking know that they can stretch it into four fucking days or whatever they do. They used to do it all in one day. People would watch the first round and then it would just be done. But now they're like, we need to make this a television event. An event, all right? And they do. They 100% make it a television event. They do the first round one night. They do second and third round the next night. And by the end of it, you're like, I don't care. When can we actually watch some football? This whole country has the mentality of the NFL draft where it's just like, I just want to see shit that has nothing to do with the actual shit. That's what I want to watch. I don't want to watch the actual thing. I don't want to watch Star Wars. I want to watch Mandalorian. Come on. It's not even relevant, but... It's just how the country works, man. I'm very disappointed uh, 
I'm disappointed in a lot of things. I'm trying to be happy. I'm 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 actually pretty happy. Like I said, I had a great time. I got to go party last night. I got to go have fun. Um, I'm in Oklahoma. They got good weed. They got great audiences and comedy and shit like that. We had two fun shows last night. And I got a bunch of candy here. But I can't help but think about the fact that this country is so discombobulated. This country is like a 17-year-old who just started drinking. And it's all falling apart. Except we started drinking like 50 years ago. And it's just all falling apart. All right? We have the best, we we have the most vaccines, right? We should be selling these vaccines to China to pay off our debt. We should be like China. We'll vaccinate everybody if you forgive our debt. Negotiate. Come on, Biden. Art of the deal. Did you read it? It's art of the deal. And apparently he gave a State of the Union. I'll be honest, I didn't fucking watch it. I bet you didn't either, because most people didn't watch it. Actually, more people watched the State of the Union than the Oscars, though. But both of those still had record low numbers. Record low numbers. And I don't know if it's because people don't give a fuck anymore, or nobody has cable TV, but they got to be counting online streams. I don't think people want to stream old media, old school shit. Joe Biden is old school. Say what you want. The guy's fucking 80. He wrote the 94 crime bill. He is old school. Okay? And he's just not exciting, man. Nobody gives a fuck, dude. They're just like, dude, will you legalize weed? And he's like, he sounds like a, a like a motorcycle starting up. That's that's my Joe Biden impression. Spot on, by the way. I know. How'd I do it? Talent. Talent. That's what I have. It was weird being in a dance club. I don't think I've been to a dance club since I quit drinking. And maybe being sober makes you feel dead inside. But dancing when you're drunk is so much easier than dancing when you're sober. And everyone around you is drunk. Because then you're just like, I guess I gotta do the moves. And you're like, I don't feel the music in me because I don't drink anymore. It's just different, man. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It just wasn't the same, you know. I remember when I would get drunk, I would go to the club and I would cut up a rug and I would not give a shit because I'm drunk. And now that I'm just really high all the time, it's like, you're so aware of how bad you are at dancing, you know? And then you're like, well, dance like no one's watching. So then I dance like no one's watching, and I'm like, now I'm aware of how out of shape I am. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm just fucking sweating, and my calves hurt, and I know my my, my feet are going to smell like shit. I know that. I know that. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those situations where... Your girl wants to go dancing, so you go dancing, you know? And the headliner and his girl wanted to go dancing, so you go dancing. And now I'm just fucking the white guy on the dance floor. Look at me, I can dance. And uh, I know I can't. But you gotta you, you gotta play the part, you know what I'm saying? You gotta be a role player. Even if you're not good at it, you gotta do it. You gotta just do it, you know what I'm saying? I know I'm not good at dancing, but hey, we're out dancing. I'm not gonna stand there and be the weird guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll you know do a couple dance moves something like that you gotta make it happen you gotta make it happen 
Speaking of making it happen, um, Creek in the Cave, May 16th, making it happen, baby. Afro Sundays, come back out. Uh, we got Melanie Hearn headlining. As always, Genevieve is going to be hosting. I'm on the show. Oh, hello. How you doing? Uh, me and Trey Stewart are going to be featuring on that. Should be fun if you're uh, if you're in Austin. Here's my thing about Austin. We got to do something about the homeless people because they're out of control. They're just out of fucking control, man. They're building tent cities. This guy had a fucking lawn chair sitting outside of his tent. And I'm like, this guy has a porch. When did homeless people get porches? That's some bullshit. They have the the best real estate in all of Austin, by the way. Downtown, easy access to the highway. Like, dude, I, they maybe they figured it out. Maybe homeless people are the smart ones. They're like, I don't need to play this game. And we're all over here chasing our tails like idiots. Maybe homeless people have it figured out. Could be what it is. You know, they say don't knock it till you try it. But there's a lot of things I don't want to try. Anal, being homeless. And I'm sure those two go hand in hand, for being honest. Those guys are butt-fucking a lot. Oh, you know you're back in Austin when you see two homeless guys fucking each other in the ass. That's when you know you made it back. And I said this the other day, Austin becomes a lot more affordable when you stop paying for parking. Once you stop paying for parking, it becomes a lot more affordable. And I'll be honest, makes sense. How are they going to enforce all that parking? All right. And I, they, they had some people. I saw some parking enforcement officers the other day and I paid for parking that day. But other than that, I never see parking enforcement walking around ever. Right. So who's giving these tickets? Are they going to do it by drone? Drone tickets? I got drone struck with a ticket. The fuck? Shit's crazy, man. That shit's crazy. I was talking to a, a woman yesterday who stumbled into... We just kind of randomly met her in the back alley by the comedy club. And uh older woman with a camera. Like 60-year-old woman she said she was. And she had like a really nice camera. And... You know, she was talking to us about how she's against the vaccine. That's always a good conversation, right? When a, when you meet a blonde 60-year-old woman with a fucking $2,000 camera in a back alley behind a comedy club and she starts telling you about how the vaccine's bullshit, that's going to be a fun conversation. That's a conversation you continue. I almost wanted her on the podcast. I was like, lady, do you have time to sit down and talk about how you feel? Um, she's, like, I, she's like, I don't want to get vaccinated. She kept doing that. I don't want to get back. It's like... Nobody's jabbing you right now. You don't got to cover up your arms. I know where they do it, but uh, yeah, man. And she started talking to us about uh, the vaccines and how she used to work in medicine, how masks don't work. And I was like, this lady gets it. This lady, who is this lady? But she had a big camera and she was taking all kinds of pictures and stuff. And I was like, if Instagram had come out 40 years ago, this lady would be famous. She would have been the first influencer of all time, if Instagram had come out back then. Unfortunately for her, it didn't. And hopefully she can still make it happen, make her dream happen, you know what I'm saying? But it's just funny, you know? You meet you meet people. It's fun meeting people after the show, you know? Selling merch and uh, shaking hands and spreading COVID, you know? It's always a good time. 
I had a guy buy uh, 10 koozies from me because he's also in an interracial relationship. He's like, yeah, man, I'm also in an interracial relationship. Let me get 10 koozies. I was like, dude, I fucking love you, man. I fucking love you. And then we proceeded to talk to him and his girlfriend for about 15 minutes. It was awesome. It was great. Um, the best part, though, let's get into the best part because this is the fun part about comedy clubs. Some people just go to the club. As Doug Stanhope has said many, many times, some people just go to the club. They don't know what's happening. They don't they don't have any etiquette. They're just going to the comedy club. And uh second show, there's apparently there's a couple there celebrating their 16th anniversary, apparently. Obviously they're fucked up. They've been married 16 years. And afterwards, I'm standing outside of the the exit way in a little kind of middle room before you leave trying to sell some koozies. Show isn't just over yet. It just ended. And this lady walks out who apparently was the the one who had uh, been married for 16 years. She walks out and she looks at me and she goes, worst experience in my life. And I was like, what? Uh, what? What happened? And she was like, oh, you were great, but the service. And I was like, damn, great service here. I don't know what you're talking about, lady. And then uh, she leaves. Then her husband and her other friend, you know, the other friend guy, they walk out and they're like, Fucking bullshit. 16th wedding anniversary and my wife can't talk during the show. What the fuck? I was like, wait. I don't know. Like, if you guys wanted to talk, maybe not a comedy club. I get it. 16 years. You want to laugh a little. You want to have some fun. But uh, they were just so upset at the fact that they uh, had been asked to not speak during the show. They were asked, uh, hey, can you you not talk? so much during the show and that pissed them off they still bought my merch so shout out to you guys appreciate it thank you very much i agree with everything you said. <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding always side with the club you always got to side with the club because they're really paying you you know what i'm saying um but it's just funny how different people have different experiences because they were all pissed everyone else was like that was so much fun blah 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 blah, blah. and i'm like yeah that's you could have had fun Everyone can have fun when they go out. That's the thing, man. It's all about your attitude. It's all about your perspective and your attitude and your outlook on shit. Because if you're going into every experience all upset and just on edge and ready to get pissed, it's uh, it's not going to be fun. Life is not going to be fun when you live like that, you know? That's not, that's not the fun way to live life, I don't think. There's fun ways to live life. And there's miserable ways to live life. I was watching the Andrew Schultz, Jordan Peterson interview, and they were talking about how, uh, they were talking about perspective. They were talking about Lil Duval and Kool-Aid, RIP, shout out Kool-Aid, king of Detroit comedy legend. They were talking about that situation. And, you know, they they were basically like, yeah, you know, it is about how you look at things because life is going to happen. But on the other hand, it's hard to, to understand that. It's really hard to be like, look, this shit happens. I can't get resentful. It's easy to get resentful. I guess is the point I'm trying to make. It's so easy to get upset. It's so easy to let things bother you. And look, I have shit bother me all the time, like menthol cigarettes being banned. But it's how you react to that. You know what I'm saying? Like when they ban menthol cigarettes, you buy a bunch of them so you can sell them once they're officially illegal. You know what I'm saying? Capitalism, guys. That's investing advice, for real right there. Buy menthol cigarettes. Buy, buy, buy. Stock prices going up for menthols. 
But it is all how you view things because, man, so many people get stuck in this mindset of why not me, why other people, why me and not other people when it's negative, you know. And at the end of the day, you have to you have to take your wins when you get them and take your losses on the cheek because nobody goes through life undefeated. I think that's the big thing. Nobody goes undefeated in life. You're going to lose. And you might even be a 500 team in life, you personally. But you can make the playoffs, okay, at 500. I mean, fuck, in the NBA, you can make it under 500 sometimes, but I'm not going to NBA rules. I'm talking NFL. You can do it under 500 in NFL too. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying. You can be 500 and still live a good life. You just got to understand that every time you lose, you're just around the corner from a fucking win. All right? Not to get inspirational, but we're here, right? We're doing it. We're having a good time. And, you know, when you get down on yourself, you're more likely to continue to get down on yourself. When you view things through a more positive lens, you're more likely to view some other things through that positive lens too. And then maybe you can parallel or parlay or whatever, something with the P. You can get all those things to combine into a next great thing, right? And then you spiral it upwards. That's possible. You can also spiral downwards. You can spiral in any direction. Sideways. You can sp- A lot of people spiral sideways. Let's be honest about that. A lot of people spiral sideways. They don't make any decisions. They don't take any risks. They're complacent. They're comfortable. And they spiral sideways for their entire life just a fucking mediocre fucking fourth league 500 fucking team. You know what I'm talking about? A lot of people live their life like that. And you can live your life like that. There's honestly nothing wrong with that, but there's also nothing right with that. And that's on you. Like, if you want to live your life just bleh, just bleh, you're not struggling, but you're not really successful and you're just kind of hanging out. I mean, you can do that. That's an option. In America, it's really easy to do that, especially now a lot of the jobs Say what you want about them not raising the minimum wage. A lot of places are paying close to 15 an hour, if not 15 an hour, if not more than 15 an hour. So, I mean, capitalism responded to market demands from workers, right? As a movement, no unions, no fucking government, minimum wage raise, nothing like that. The market responded to the demands of the workers, Worker demand, the demand for labor and the demand for wages found a new equilibrium and it's getting closer to 15. It's more like 12, 13, but it is what it is. Now, is the minimum wage in states like Texas still like eight bucks? Yes, but a lot of the jobs are paying more than that. The market a lot of times is ahead of wherever the government thinks it is. And that's what a lot of people don't fucking understand about capitalism is like it reacts so much quicker than the government. It's not perfect. The market has flaws. The market fails all the time. I talk about this. The market is going to fail, but the government is also going to fail. So you have to look at the problem and say, is this a better problem for the government or for the market? Healthcare is a situation where I don't think the market necessarily should be involved. Now, but you look at the vaccines, hey man, Yes, there was government support, but when, okay, when government and business combine and come together and work hard at something, you can get in, in incredibly quick results. But overall, the market is quicker at reacting to things than the government. So a lot of the problems should be outsourced to the market because it's like, look, if we want a quick solution, 
right? If we want to, if we want to eliminate the amount of um, dead weight loss, there's an economic term, uh, or the bottleneck effect of something. If you want to speed things up and get things moving, you're more likely to have that happen soon with the market making the decision. Hey, you know, fuck it. The government didn't fucking raise things to fifteen dollars, but Amazon raised it to fifteen dollars. I know in and out around here is over $16, I think it's $17 maybe even. Um, a lot of the places are paying close to that $15 an hour mark and they don't have to. It's just the market. The market demand for wages has gone up so much over the past couple years that you're starting to see that come through. I mean, just look at job postings and tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Sure, some of them are still paying $10 an hour and people aren't applying for those jobs. So over time, it's going to rise. You don't need a government to step in and do it. What you need is workers and individuals to negotiate, okay? If you want $15 an hour, go find a job that pays $15 an hour because they're out there. If you really want it, Amazon has it and people are like, well, you got to piss in a bag. Well, I drove fucking Uber and you got to piss in a bottle sometimes for that. So you know what? You might have to piss somewhere you don't want to piss. Do you want $15 an hour or not? What do you want? Make a fucking decision. Do you want to bitch and moan or do you want 15 an hour? Because you might have to shit in a bag. It's up to you. That's the freedom you get in America is to shit and piss wherever Amazon tells you. That is the American dream, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. Maybe I'm full of shit because I'm smoking Oklahoma weed and drinking Oklahoma coffee and eating donuts and shit. I don't fucking know. But maybe if you want $15 an hour, you might have to shit in Jeff Bezos' mouth. I don't know. I think he's into that. I think that's as good as time of any to get into this week's Porn Star of the Podcast. All right, we are back with this week's Porn Star of the Podcast. It is none other than Priya Price. Give it up for her. I got no soundboard. Priya Price, here we go. Anyone for piping hot mocha? Again, Bio brought to you by Pornhub because they have funny bios. Anyone for a piping hot mocha, always and especially when we're talking about the gorgeous Priya Price, there's a lot more to like about the Caliente New Mexican that her massive melons and perfect than her massive melons and perfect apple bottom. Priya is stunning and fires us up with her exotic appeal and piercing blue eyes, contact lenses or not. The half Polish, quarter Mexican, quarter black knockouts, uh, knockout athletic legs are silky, smooth, and toned. And she uses them to dip and squat into positions most eager porn stars couldn't do once, let alone pump and hold. She's no starfish. She's a man-meat-hungry temptress who can slide down a rod with the best of them. In this wild and changing world, even though... Wait, uh, what is this? In this wild and changing world, even though she's up for anal, IR, three ways, diking out, and anything else you could name, what this classic beauty likes best are good old male-female scenes. Priya is sure to ride pole to the top of the game, one she got into for the purest of reasons. I love sex, is a quote, I love sex and I'm also a bit of a show-off, okay, the career choice fits me, she says. Do what you love, girl. 
Aside from hoping to win a few awards, Priya isn't asking for much from the industry. Well, hopefully she's asking for at least $15 an hour. She wants to gain some new sexual experiences, and we couldn't be happier to watch. She's happy to have us, too. Responding to fans regularly on Twitter... I like them to know. Uh, I like to let them know that their opinion is important to me. Priya's got the skills and unique look to keep us glued to the screen for every one of her agile feats of fuckery. So we hope she keeps them coming, coming with a C U M M I N G, coming for a long time. That is Priya Price, this week's porn star of the podcast. She was born April 29th. Okay, birthday girl, a couple days ago. There you go. I'll, I'd like to think I planned that. April 29th, 1992. She was born in Florida. She is 5'2", 126 pounds, and currently ranked 1,011th on Pornhub. Let's see if she has an OnlyFans. Priya Price. Does she have an oh She does have a Twitter. This is what I want. I wanted to plug the Twitter, too, for sure. Um, her Twitter is at Priya, P-R-I-Y-A, Price, P-R-I-C-E, triple X. That is at Priya Price, X-X-X. Um, Do-do-do-do-do. I don't think she has an OnlyFans. There you go. I I do not see one, at least. So, again, that is this week's porn star of the podcast, Priya Price. An absolute classic. This podcast has had some technical difficulties. I appreciate you bearing with me, to be completely honest with you. I am now using uh, my main equipment. I'm recording this on my phone and uh, using an old laptop, and I am in Oklahoma, like I said, which is, you know, not the tech capital of the world, so to speak. Oklahoma is not known as a uh, tech hub. I mean, there's definitely tech shit here, and they got internet. I'm fucking, you know, doing this, making it happen, but um, not necessarily a tech hub, but a beautiful city. Beautiful people. I love the city of Oklahoma City. Uh, I love Ardmore, Oklahoma. Shout out Gushers. Like I said, one of my favorite venues in the country that I've ever worked. Um, can't wait to get back there soon. I, I mean, I just did it. But well, I'll come back. I'll give it some time. You guys get some other comedians. And you know what? I'll, I'll come back when it's when I'm good and ready and when y'all are good and ready. I'm going to come back to Gushers. All right now? Okay. I'm working on my southern accent. I'm hoping I'm not picking it up too much in my daily Sprache. But, you know, it is what it is. A couple weeks ago on the podcast, I went on a rant in German, and that was fun. But I don't think anyone gave a fuck. I don't think it added to the views. I don't think anyone in Germany was like, ah, this is what I was looking for, yeah? This was born in capitalism. Ooh, yeah? But, you know, it is what it is. Close it out with a little bit of sports. I like sports. Sports exist partially because of capitalism. Hey, there you go. At least on the scale. On the scale. That they exist. Um, NFL draft, like I said, big news. That didn't happen yet, I don't think. Aaron Rodgers, trying to leave Green Bay, found that fascinating. 16 years. Brett Favre was there 16 years. Aaron Rodgers, 16 years. Bart Starr, 16 years. No one can be the quarterback there more than 16 years. I don't know what it is, but you just can't do it. But, uh, yeah, he wants to get out of Dodge. And I think that's going to mean the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm kidding. It would be interesting to see if they're more competitive. But the other news is LeBron James is back. As you guys know, I'm not a big LeBron James fan. 
But he's back and he's playing and he's competing. And I, I, you know what? If he comes back and wins an NBA championship this year, he will have my respect. He already has my respect. Whatever. He will have extra respect. How about that? Extra respect for Mr. LeBron James if he comes and wins a championship this year. Because let's be honest, they lost again last night. I don't think they're going to have a very good seed. They're definitely not going to be a top three, four seed. They might even end up in that little playoff playing bullshit. So if he can come back from injury, take the team that was struggling and slumping and run them all the way through the playoffs, hats off, buddy. It's going to be hard. Brooklyn looks pretty good. It's going to be hard. Even the Mavs are good. Shout out Luka Doncic. Doncic for three. I think it's just going to be tough for the Lakers, man. I don't know. I mean, out west, you got Utah. That's going to be tough to beat. Donovan Mitchell. Superstar. Rudy Gobert, big-time interior defender, you know, rebounder. They got a good team. And then, uh, I mean, the Clippers are not going to be an easy out. You're telling me over a seven-game series, the Clippers are not going to be able to beat these Lakers? These Lakers? Just saying. Just saying. I'm just I'm just saying the thing that I said. That I said. Oh, ho, 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 oh, baby, don't you fucking know. I was hanging out with Philip Garcia and Justin Esmark, and we were making some, some funny country songs. I hope those get released soon. I don't want to spoil them for anyone, but they were very fun. Creative, innovation, all those things happen when you bring minds together. When you don't keep minds separate. When you have favoritum. You can connect with people like Jordan Peterson and Andrew Schultz. Interesting discussion, like I said, listening to those two guys. Jordan Peterson's making the rounds. Maybe I can get him on my podcast. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Jordan, please do my podcast. Love your book, 12 Rules for Life. Have not read the new one yet, but I'm sure it's amazing. Did your writing program, the future authoring program, very influential in my life, if I can be honest. Very influential. I'm just a fan. Jordan Peterson to me is like that hockey coach who's not mad that you lost, but he's mad that you weren't a good sport about it, you know? You want to be a good sport, eh? It's not a good Jordan Peterson, but it's a knockout Canadian accent. I don't give a fuck. I'm not doing Jordan Peterson. I'm doing Canadian. You know, you got to go make your bed, eh? If you don't make your bed, you're going to get, every time you go into your room, you're going to be all stressed out. You're going to walk in there and be like, fuck, bud, I haven't cleaned my room in ages, eh? Fucking shit's everywhere. Fuck. Got to go uh, clean my sheets. Go clean my sheets. This is the second week in a row I think I've done a Canadian accent, and I forgot how good I am at it. Fucking best in the game. Everyone else does, says a boot. It's a boat. It's not a boot. It's a boat. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Not a boot, a boot. You got to do it like that. See, people just don't have the abilities that I have with my mouth. Killer with accents. Just that. Just that. Not to toot my own horn, but I can do any accent you want to ask me. Oh, excuse me. I know nobody wants to listen to that. Nobody wants to listen to that. Even the first show, I forgot. The first show last night, somebody got kicked out of too. The first show and the second show, people got kicked out of. And I'm like, you got to fucking love a city 
where people are getting kicked out of the early show and the late show. You're like, this is a city right here, baby. This is a fucking city. Nobody gets kicked out of Austin comedy clubs, really. Everybody's all polite, wearing a mask, giggling at jokes. Up here in Oklahoma City, people are fucked up. They're drunk. They're laughing and talking and doing lines of coke and getting kicked out and trying to fight the bouncer. It's a good time. It's just a good time. It's just a good time. A good time. It's a good time. A good time. Now, if you listen to the Open Mics podcast, as I'm sure all of you do, you heard my rant. Was it a bit misogynistic? Sure. Sure. Did it come off pretty anti-women? Sure. Did it sound like I hate women? Possibly. Did I mean for that to sound like that? Yes. I did. I was upset. I Obviously, I don't hate women. I think women should have equal rights, equal pay for equal work, and equal opportunities. Because I want pure competition. I don't want... That's the beauty. Again, the market does not discriminate on your gender. The market does not discriminate on your race. The market does not discriminate on anything other than how good you are at what you do, how good you are at what you sell, how good your product is, how competitive you are pricing-wise. Because here's the thing. You can have the best product in the world, and if it's overpriced, nobody's going to fuck with it. All right? It's just what it is. All those things get taken into account by the market. But gender does not. And people say, well, why do women make less money? Statistically, it's because they do different jobs and different jobs garner different wages because the market says, well, this job can only afford to pay it this much and this one we can pay it more. Why? Because of the market. Some of you are like, well, that sounds like you're just explaining everything by saying the market. I am. But also, <laughs> also more importantly, there are f- it's basically, it's a dynamic and fluid system Is it perfect? No. But it's a dynamic and fluid system that will adjust and react according to the demands put on it. Now, if you demand higher wages, you will likely get higher wages. Now, if you're the only one demanding it and everyone else is like, that person is crazy. That's way too much money for this job. That's the market. That's all your coworkers being like, yeah, dude, I don't, you're never, you're not going to get $30 an hour to work at McDonald's. Sorry, bro. Like, it's not going to happen. That's everyone else in the market being like, dude, you're crazy. But if everyone else in the market agrees, that means the market agrees and says, yeah, I want 30 bucks an hour. If everyone's like, I want 30 bucks an hour to work at McDonald's. If everyone does that, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get at least 25 to work at McDonald's because they're going to keep raising that until they can get enough employees and enough people are going to be like, I'll do it for 25. That's the negotiation power of the market. You have to understand this shit, but people don't. People want to just pretend that the market is unfair and that, you know, if you lose, it's because it's unfair. And if you win, it's even more because it's unfair, rather than the fact that maybe it's just because of the decisions that you've made. Novel idea, maybe. I don't know. But the decisions you make do play a role in how things work out for you in life. People don't want to admit it. People want to be like, oh, it's us. Everyone else's fault in the world hates me. No. Not at all how it happens, actually. It's because of you. What have you done to ensure your success? Hmm? If it's nothing, 
then shut the fuck up. That's why you're not successful because you didn't do anything for it. It's not, everyone else didn't make you unsuccessful. Everyone else is just doing, everyone else is so focused on themselves. There's nobody out there maliciously attacking you other than you. That's the great thing they talked about, Jordan Peterson and Andrew Schultz. You are your own worst enemy. You are, and you have to understand that and you have to combat the enemy within you. That's on you. That's, that is part of the battle of being an individual is, hey, I need to take care of me because if I don't give a shit about me, who, how can I expect anyone else to? If you don't care about yourself, if you're not invested in yourself, if you don't believe in yourself, I've said this before, nobody's going to believe in you. Two Chain said it. Believe in yourself. Who else is going to believe in you? Believe in yourself. Who else is going to believe in you? Who else is going to believe in you? Two Chains is deep. Two Chains is deep. People don't admit it, but two chains is deep. Well, this has been a very fun podcast. Again, apologies for the technical difficulties. Uh, Hopefully the sound came out better than the last time I used this mic. And uh, thank you again to everyone who came out to Bricktown Comedy Club. Uh, If you see this and you can still make it down tonight, May 1st, Saturday, come on down. Uh, Myself and Genevieve are on the show along with Jay Reed, the headliner from Vegas. It'll be a fun time. Come hang out, party with us after, have a good time. Thank you and enjoy your weekend. Bye.